Welcome to the Searching for Happiness podcast, where you can be open and vulnerable about your mental health and past, diving deep into everyday lives as we try to find the true meaning of happiness in ourselves. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Searching for Happiness podcast. I am your host, Joseph Grable, and today I have with me artist Corey the Ninth. How are you doing today, man? Doing great, man. You know, man, it feels good to just be alive, be outside, and be able to be seen, you know what I mean? And not, like, be seen for, like, the nuance of my character, which I feel like is what this represents. Well, thank you so much for being here, man. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, a little backstory on me and Corey here. Uh, we met uh, Christmas night. Um, you know, I was just kind of by myself. Um, and I went with my uh, good old pal Salvador, which you guys will meet later on in the, the show. Um, and uh, we went to, it was just like a little kickback, just a few people. And, uh, you know, we just immediately connected there. And, uh, you know, yes, I, knew, I knew I had to have him on this podcast. So, you know, a few weeks later, here we are. Yeah, for real. Yeah, man, it's, like, it's crazy how uh, time all flies. Response manifests destiny. One hundred percent, man. I just, uh, I want the audience to know that like your energy, dude, is just crazy. I remember, I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember when we were talking. I was just like sitting here. I'm like, I haven't had this much of an intellectual conversation with someone in so long, dude. Like, you know, like I obviously have them with my good friend that I came with, Salvador. Yeah. But like with another person outside of my friend group, couldn't even tell you how long it's been. So. You know, like immediately that night, I knew that like I needed you on the show. I knew you had something to say. I knew you've been through some shit. So, you know, here we are. And I couldn't be more grateful, man. So thank you again so much. Absolutely, man. I could say the same thing as far as the conversation we had. And I live for stuff like that at this point. So going to like a just like an event thinking it's going to be a social gathering where it's kind of surface level and then actually getting to a in-depth conversation was very like fulfilling for me. I agree. I agree. And it was like a great way to kind of like end off the year to be like, all right, you went through this whole because society's kind of being like micromanaged right now. So people can't even like express themselves. You know what I mean? So to be able to have those conversations at an elevated point because we were in a high rise. It was just a beautiful thing. Like I agree. And yeah, yeah, dude, I, I remember we, we touched on a lot of touchy subjects, man. We talked about marriage. We talked about relationships. You know, yeah. we talked we talked about, you know, just the struggle of growing up in our certain areas we did. Absolutely. You know, our, our experiences we've had with individual people that weren't so great. Um, and we found so much relation with each other that like I was just like mind blown. I was like, I haven't, you know, really come across someone quite like you yet. And I love the energy that you put off. It was, it was a new type of energy. I had never really seen. Like I, you know, you, you were so humble, Word. but you have such a big background, like as an artist, like, you know, uh, I, I love your art, you know, uh, Thank you guys, you. you can look him up as Corey the ninth on Instagram. He has great art. Thank you. Um, you know, and, uh, I've just, man, like you, you kind of just brought a whole new perspective and that's why I really wanted you on the show is like, you were telling me things that I had never heard someone say before you know what i mean that's crazy <laughs> you yeah, know what it. i mean and yeah, yeah. that's what i look for that's what i look like it doesn't matter you know what the person's background is or whatnot i look for how like does this person change my life and do i think this person is going to change mm. other lives mm. so here we are man and yes, um first and foremost you're a very spiritual guy 
Man, definitely. Thank you for what you just, all that did you just say, Of course, say, man. man. Of I've, course. Been, I've been in like hermit mode this whole, for like this whole year, the past year. So this is like, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but um, the spiritual journey, like starting off, you know, family and church, you know what I mean? Of course. Just like being a little kid around a bunch of adults, watching them catch the Holy Ghost and just all of these things. It's just like, there's something beyond this veil of reality and just being around adults so much and not feeling like I had control over anything. So it's like, I was always searching for something like an understanding or like observing how they maneuver with each other and the hierarchies and all that. And, you know, it just kind of like kept me my bad. I'm getting already getting already like emotional in this shit. Nah, dude, please yeah, do. Um, please do, man. I got to like catch, yourself, my, catch my center, <clears throat> but nah, it just, it kind of like, it always put me in a place of searching for something more. You know what I mean? I was never comfortable with just what was going on because it was chaos, you know? I um, actually relate to that a lot, so. Yeah, so I'm going to have to take one ear off so I could. So, yeah, um, moving around a lot as a kid, just trying to figure it out, you know what I mean? Just trying to, like, fit in with people, and it just never really worked out, or it was always like I was forcing it. So eventually I felt like I had to find myself which required me to leave all of that stuff that was comfortable. And, you know, movies and pop culture and music, just there's like tidbits of information in it. You know what I mean? If you watch certain shows, it'll give you like a parable, which is kind of like coincides with the story of Jesus or Shiva or like Buddha or whoever. Kind of piecing those together, it just like art became my way to express myself because there was something about those stories that I enjoyed watching, like The Lion King. You know, something about that was spiritual. It always seemed spiritual, like he was a punk little kid. You know, his pops went through something, lost his pops. He had to go into the jungle and face the dragon, which is like the hero's journey. And he came back king, you know what I mean? So that was like inspirational to me. It was just always something that was like, all right, if I feel like I don't like what's going on with me, I got to go searching for that thing that's not, that I feel like I'm missing and come back stronger. And I always love that journey of transmutation. And Disney was a major part of it. Just the whole culture that they perpetuated was like, you start off small town, you know, Hercules. Nobody gives a fuck about you. You got these ideas that you want to accomplish. This way that you see yourself, you have cognitive dissonance because you're not getting the feedback. And through your journey of like struggling and you know, I don't know why this shit is like, right. I'm, fuck. Yeah. I, I just don't through the journey of like venturing out and struggling and facing your demons and all that, you come back a stronger individual. So I was always like into that. So I think as I began to study more of those ideas, start to amalgamate them together. And then I come with my, my own ideology of like what this whole experience that we're mm -hmm. going through is. So I would consider it a spiritual journey because there's no other way to describe why people go through what they go through. And some people come out greater and some people destroy themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I totally, I completely know what Damn, you mean. Damn, this is harder than I thought, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you get oh, used yeah, to it though. Totally, I mean, yeah. dude, trust me. I can already tell you right now, this is not your last time on this show. So, yeah, yes, sir. you know, you get, you get used to it, man. I'm, I'm about, you know. I just got to find my feng shui pose so my diaphragm is on point. So I'm yep. not just getting all choked up talking about this shit. No worries, man. No worries, yeah. man. You know, it all, it happens to the best of us, man. But yes, you know, sir. what I, what I really kind of got for, from what you were just saying is, 
you've always been hungry for curiosity. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that I don't even think we've even, you know, I've recorded a few episodes now. Um, I don't think we've even brought up that topic yet. So, like, you know, I love that you just brought that to the table. So, like, for curiosity, like, I mean, I, I grew up the same way. Like, I grew up around a bunch of adults. Yeah. You know, I never felt like I really fit in where for I sure. was, you yeah. know, uh, and we're both from different areas. You're from the Bay. I'm from a little hick town in Oregon. You know what I mean? Beautiful, though. Beautiful. Lush greenery, though. organic oh, yeah. nature, you know, communication through the, the wind. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, now that I live here, dude, like I love I love the outdoors. I yeah. love Oregon. Like, I mean, I would never live there again, but I love it Yeah. just for that factor for the nature for the spirituality yeah for just the like the love like if you really like love nature you can get so lost there not in like uh oh my gosh i'm lost but like just lost in your mind for sure like you know like i mean i'm in the moment i'm sure it's like you're very present in that environment it's not too much things taking you to the future or the past you get to really just focus and enjoy that time that you're there i I completely yeah exactly You, you know exactly what i'm talking about And so, like, I think that, you know, spiritually speaking, like, Oregon is a really good place to find yourself. Absolutely. You know, and uh, I'm I'm actually very, you know, I don't meet too many people that have already found themselves kind of quite like you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know what you like, you know what you want, you know what you're looking for. Crazy. You know, it's it's crazy to, you know, and we're we're both still really young and you know, like so yeah. the sky is the fucking limit here, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and I love uh, a big another big reason I noticed about you is you're just trying to be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like a lot of people don't even admit that. Like and you just like right off the bat when I met you, you were talking about spirituality and like trying to find your higher self and like trying just to get to certain places so you don't have no longer have to struggle a certain way. You know, and I immediately clicked with you like that. I was like, yo, like, that's the same path I'm on. I'm trying to, you know, just do better for myself, trying to get there, trying to, you know, do better for my family as you are. And, you know, I think that's why we click so well, honestly. And I think that whole night, uh, Christmas, like, it was probably one of the best Christmases I've had in a while, you know, despite my wife being gone. But she was visiting family, you know, um, that day, like I told you uh, when we were speaking on the pre-interview, you know, I almost canceled. Yeah. And you almost did too. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? It was about to be a Charlie Brown Christmas, but it was just (laughs) like, you know, something was like, that's what you would do in the past. You would definitely just kind of like sit with yourself and just feel a certain way. Like I've had Thanksgivings where I went to Boston Market just on the quest. You know what I mean? You don't, I'm not around family. I'm just Mm -hmm. at Boston Market. And then I'm by myself in North Hollywood having Thanksgiving because the homie went back to see his family. And, you know, I've had those moments before, but yeah, I mean, you know. Listening to the listening to the higher self or that calling that's like, whoa, there's a different way to uh, handle this. That's like evolution is go anyway. You know, Jesse was gracious enough to invite you. Mm-hmm. You never know what could happen. You know, what exactly. I mean, it's like it's better to do that than to just sit here and just do nothing. You know, yeah. So. You know, and yeah, Jesse, she she was great, too, man. Yeah. Uh, I actually got to get in contact with her because I'd love to talk to her, too. For sure. Oh, yeah. She'll bar this. Oh, hell yeah. Out, yeah. Hell yeah. But man. let me uh, just speak to what you were saying earlier about like just wanting to be happy. I think where it comes from is like I've been a people pleaser. You know what I mean? Like I was I was a old, the oldest child and I absorbed a lot of the trauma from my family. And I always was the one that had to try to like mediate or fix it. So I spent a lot of time trying to make everybody happy around me because I felt like my value was in how they viewed me. 
regardless of what they were going through, if they projected something onto me, I absorbed it and I internalized it. And then I started to do research and I just understood that it's like, it, it don't matter what they think. It matters how I feel at the end of the day because I have to live with myself when they leave. You know what I mean? So 100%. I could do everything that I could do to try to like make them happy or dance or whatever. But then I'm trained and then they just like, thank you. And they go on family or not family, family or friends, whoever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, just like at, at that point, it was just like, even somebody like SpongeBob, I'm telling, I'm gonna use a lot of pop culture references because I kind of have this autistic way of looking at society and the layers, but um, it's unique. I love it. He's happy all the time. He always accomplishes, even if he doesn't accomplish what he wants to accomplish, he had a good time and he figures out a way to make it funny. It's kind of like he's a comedian, and the perspective of the comedian is always finding like the the anecdotal medicine in any situation. So. I just started adopting that because every time I tried to make something happen, it would fail. Or if I forced it, it would fail. And then I would just be, you know, distraught because it's like, damn, I put so much faith in this outcome. But now, you know what I mean? It's like, I just enjoy the moment. You know, I just enjoy. I'm sure if we just kick it and shoot the shit, something's going to come of it. You know what I mean? And that's what I appreciate because you had situations where you have near deaths and you had situations where it was almost all gone or it was all gone and you had to pick yourself back up. And the things that you remember are the moments in between the final shot. It's like on the bus with the homies talking shit on the way to the game. That's the enjoyable part. Really. If I miss the shot, we still have fun. You know what I mean? So it's just like getting to that place to make, makes it to where the path of least resistance I think it's like in the Emerald Tablets or something in the law of the, you know, universal laws is like when you try hard, you die hard. Kanye West, you know what I mean? So it's just like becoming as fluid as possible to where it's always a good outcome regardless because I was there. You know what I mean? Man, you're melting my mind right now, man. Never thought uh, of, I've never thought of Spongebob in that way. I'm That's, saying Spongebob, I'd be telling people Spongebob is a gangster. It's like people cannot affect him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like he, he sets out the day. I'm going to have a great day. Squidward is like, fuck that shit. This is bullshit out here. We paying taxes, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, man, I'm flipping burgers. I love this. And he always, that's why it's his show. Cause he don't never let it, you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the bullshit of what's going on affect him. And I think that's being the most unfuckable that you can and giving people as much joy as you can while still maintaining like your sense of self is like, you know, that's the goal. That's like the ultimate success. That's the ultimate goal. From what I'm also hearing too is like, I really love is you don't seem like an individual that gets lost in your ambition at all. As for me, like by that, I mean, it's like me, like I get lost in my ambition. Word. You know, I've always, you know, I relate to you. Uh, I've always been a people pleaser. Yeah. People from back home probably listening here, like shaking their head down <laughs> yeah. because I've always been that guy like that tries to help people when they don't deserve it or Word. help people when they do deserve it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yep. vice versa. Yep. Uh, I've always tried to, because I also know the pain of wanting help, the yeah. pain of yes, needing help and it's 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 crushing so you don't want people to go through that same pain so i i totally feel you like for me like i know what it's like to go through like 10 plus surgeries Mm. you know what i mean okay and so like every time i see someone that is struggling mentally or physically i've already been through a pretty horrendous battle myself not to you know i'm not trying to like gloat my own boat or anything you know you got trained and you got trained to like master yourself exactly to where you are now like somewhat of a guru on that. I appreciate it. And that's what I see very similarities with you, man. Like I, I can tell that you've kind of just mastered yourself. 
You have met, you, you know I, who you are. I'm going to hold that one and put it right there because I appreciate that. But it, I feel like I get spanked if I'm just like, yep, I did. You know, next, next I thing feel you know, you. I go outside. And, I feel you. But, but here's, yeah, here's what that. I learned in L.A. too, is a lot of people don't ever, don't ever like do that because that's how you feel. Mm. People are always going to mistake your confidence for cockiness. Yeah. You can't let those people get in your head because... They're just jealous. You're not. They're not as confident Word. in reality. Like yeah. it. Re- like that's what I've clicked control in my program. Head. That's the yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've clicked in my head. Is you know, I used to sit there and be like, uh, you know, like I'm just not gonna, you know, you know, kind of what you just did. Like I'm gonna put that to the side. You yeah. know, do my thing. Like no, no, one, no one really cares. I appreciate but, you. You're right though. You're definitely yeah, right. Yeah, but Fuck like, it reality is, is like, if you really know what cockiness is and confidence is, you can tell the difference. Yeah. And the person that's going to appreciate you will always be able to tell the difference. Yes, sir. Someone that is jealous of you and someone that is going to try to get back at you in any way will always say you're cocky. They will always. They will yep. always. I remember uh, this guy I used to go to school with. He was cocky. Yeah. He was super cocky. And he'd be like, no, it's confidence. I'm like, no, it's what is not. Your, is your definition like how, we, how they project it onto others? Okay, so for my... So for me, cockiness is like, hey, like I'm the shit, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, nothing can touch me, you know, and like you let everybody know. Uh-huh. Confidence is like, you're no, you know, you're the shit. You can, you can calmly talk about it. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Humbly. And then you can also, by the end of it, you're like, it's not a big deal though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You so, yeah. so there's like the difference. It's like to where the, per- the cocky person is like, it's not like it's stomping big, other people's lives. Yeah. Out. You're it's not like, stopping. No, we all, yeah. Cocky people put others down. Mm. Confidence, pe- confident people put others up. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And that's why I was like, yeah. So don't ever take your, don't ever think that's cockiness or nothing, man. It's it's how you feel. You're, con- mean, you're honestly, confident in your, you're confident in yourself. So, you know, like, you know, let the world know you feel that way. You know what I mean? I've definitely faced the mob before. I think that's I think that's where I began to have to like, you know, the nail that stands out gets hammered first type of thing. Like moving around to schools, being the new kid and trying to like I I do remember seeing my pops when when I was younger with his friends and they would talk shit to each other and be like, you know, that was they they camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And I adopted it, but I was too young to understand that you have to have rapport with the people that you do it with. One hundred percent. So I would get to schools and I'd be playing basketball and I'd be talking my shit or go to playgrounds and fools would try to jump me for stuff or like, you know what I mean? Just being like outspoken and they're like, Who do you think you are? I didn't get it at first. I was like, damn, I must be an asshole or a bad person or something. But really, I feel like they just resented me because I had that thing that was just like, I'm going I'm to step up. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah. It's, eventually, I resented it and I started to kind of like recede because I, I couldn't see any reflection of like around me. It was just enemies. And it was just like, damn. People. Yeah. People are very intimidated by confidence. Um, if you I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, um, I think I brought this up in one of my episodes prior to is. Um, if you ever pay attention to this, when you post about your personal life, people are more intrigued than when you post about your career. Mm. Like I noticed, like, um, when I posted about this podcast, I got like 50 something likes, which I, I really don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as soon as I post something about my personal life, it's like a hundred, 150, you yeah. know, like this and that is because people are intimidated mm. by the fact that you're starting something new, that yeah. you're doing something big. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, with you going back to going back to the whole, you know, when you talking your shit with people and stuff like that, they don't understand who we are, you know, yeah. what you, we've been through and this and that. I appreciate you for saying that because it always comes from a place of I, surmounting adversity. It's like 
you're almost saying it to yourself and like whatever spirit or dark energy tried to take you down is like, that's what the energy comes from. It's mm -hmm. not like I'm disrespecting anybody around, but it's like, yo, when you get to the top of the mountain and you almost got your head chopped off, it's like, you're going to, you're going to want to talk shit. Exactly. And I think being able to find people that identify with that and celebrate with them and knowing that there are people that's going to kind of like, I don't want to diminish anybody. You know what I mean? So 100%. I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying. You know, when it's appropriate and when it's not too, you know, I can tell, I can, I don't even, I've never seen you in a situation like that, but I can already tell just by your spirit and your yeah. energy that you're that type of person. You know, you're not that type of person that's going to gloat just cause like you're cocky. You do it just for the fun of it. It's you just know? the music. It's like, yeah, it's exactly. In the music is like, yo, I want you to ask me why I'm able to, able to or why I feel this way and then I could tell you a whole story exactly that will help you I like to think would help a person be like damn I could get past this dark spot that I'm in or I could get over this you know mountain or whatever because clearly whatever you went through you was able to do that and you're still here talking shit today after several people tried to kill you several people tried to this and that and it's like yo all right I just want to give people that strength because it's like I don't like seeing people be meek in situations where the social hierarchy is taking place and people are getting shot on, you know what I mean? Because somebody's got the microphone, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever. So I just try to find the underdog story in my experience and give it to other people to where maybe they could be empowered. That's, a, that's it. Like literally, it's so great that you said that. That's the exact reason I started this podcast. Yeah. So I completely feel you, you know, you know, you never know what story is going to change someone's life. For sure. But I guarantee you're going to help at least a few souls here. Yeah. Just by, you know, speaking your your own energy, you, you know, you're your own type of person. No one else is like you whatsoever. Yeah. I certainly as hell have never met someone like you. So, you know, like <sighs> it's great that it's <laughs> great crazy. that you're bringing this to the table. I, I love that. And I love I love the message that you just sent to the audience. So I want to thank you for that. First off. Thank you. Um, but yeah, going back to that, man, like helping. I think you can relate to this, too. It's like. There's no better currency than helping people. For sure. There's no better. Like Even Gary Vee says that. I mean, I definitely went yeah. down to get the rabbit hole since you mentioned yeah. oh, it. I've yeah. been like just letting him play. He's, I a, mean, he's I, a smart man. Yeah, just bars. Just like yeah. definitely giving is one of the highest forms of like godliness. It is. Uh, it is. And like, uh, you know, I've been in the situation of making money and I've been in the situation of helping people. And I feel way better about helping people than I yeah. do making money. So, I mean, they say, they say like one of the, like from, I don't, I'm not on the gender thing, but they say for men, like one of the greatest things that we can do is be of use, you know, be effective. 100%. So that's a great demonstration. I agree. I agree, man. And, uh, you know, if people don't know who Gary Vee is, <laughs> Google him, Yeah. Google him. He will help your life more than you'll ever know. Um, he's the reason I'm doing this, honestly. So he was a big part of it. He, he's uh, watching his videos, boosting my confidence enough to do this. Yeah. You know, because he just calls people out on their shit. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, you see those videos where, like, people come up to him and they're just, like, talking. He's like, well, you know, like, he's like, he's like, so? Yeah. He's like, fucking make seven videos. Make like 20. And he's, it's not even, like, with the LOL after it. It's like, nah, boom. He's like, this is what serious. I said. This is what I meant. And people was like, damn, I can't say anything because look at his repertoire. Look <laughs> yeah. Look at his legacy. Yeah, like, it, I yeah. think, you know, he he's the one that got me in NFTs, too, because he, like, I think what really got me into NFTs is I found out he made $90 million in, like, one day <sighs> off of NFTs, man. I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, I trust this man. I trust <laughs> yeah. this man. 
Now he's going hard with it. He's going sure. hard with it. Yeah. He introduced, I mean, he interviewed people and I watched that joint. That his, his story was crazy too. Yeah, just, it was. I watched that too. Just like seeing somebody that just puts in regimen work, regimen work, regimen work. And then there's that one magic moment at the end of the road, not even the end of the road, but that comes along to where all of that past decade of, you know, training and just like continuing to hone your craft comes into one moment to where it's like what 60 million or something like mm-hmm. that for one piece of art that just was a comp- oh, yeah, composition uh, of yeah, all of Beepo, this stuff. Beepo was it was uh sold for 69 million flat <sighs> for one one piece, bro. One yeah. just one piece. Yeah. And then like um I don't know if you noticed this. I know you haven't really started getting into the uh NFT space. Yeah, not yet just, but just perusing. You can you can go to Beeple's page. You can go to Gary V's page and you can see what they're buying. Yeah. You can see what they're buying like every day, every second. And then that allows you to make money too. Word. You know what I mean? I've made money off of doing that. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, so, that's, a, that's an insider tip right there. Right that, there. Yeah. So if y'all heard that, get on For it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Bars, but, gyms. Hell yeah. But anyways, going back to, you know, life lessons and, yeah. you know. No, uh, see, that's that's important because people people go through, they come here for the healing and then you got those little, bars right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this okay. is little side, little pieces of yeah. information. Definitely. But yeah, man, like uh, going back to like, you know, having you wanting you to come on here is, you know, um, you you know, you said you're from the Bay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I actually I know quite a few people from the Bay and, you know, you're definitely uh, very unique. You stand out way different than all of them. Word. You know, so you have a very unique uh, perspective and I know you bounced around a lot in the Bay. Yeah. You know, so that that in itself is a story. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate enough that my mother didn't make me bounce around a lot. Uh-huh. I think I only had to do it twice. And right. it was like to one school and then right back to the same school. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I moved away from like my hometown for a while and then moved right back. So you came back with a little extra je ne sais quoi that they didn't understand. And then you exactly. had that mystique a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, you know, I can imagine how uh, rough that was too. Because I mean, even me, like I, I had known the people for years like my whole life yeah and i disappeared for like two or three years uh-huh. came back for high school and people were like what and i had like the hardest time fitting back in mm. so i can't and i knew those people yeah i knew those people did they kind of did they kind of like shun you or was it just kind of like, like they welcomed you but you still had something that was just like they um, they welcome doesn't feel the same yeah i think i think it's a little bit of both um, they welcomed me back, you know, people were like, they obviously knew who I was, yeah. you know what I mean? They obviously knew who I was, but they weren't talking to me. Oh, they weren't talking to me. You okay. know, they're on some salty shit. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I, you know, but I'm grateful for that because I found, and I'm still really good friends with these two ladies. I found some of my greatest friends I could ever ask for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of that, because if that would have never happened, I would have never sat at that random table with mm. the like the old homies and then met the two girl homies and yeah. you know like the rest is history and out of everybody they're my two friends left to high school you know what i mean so it's crazy it's like a side quest like you go on a side quest to get um just like an extra kind of little bit of perspective and mm-hmm. you come back with that perspective and it's like you could see the the part that you were overlooking the whole time that was actually there for yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think uh I, I bet you have kind of similar stories of you know kind of feeling like an outcast, kind of feeling like people kind of just shun you the fuck out. Yeah. Um what what would you say um you don't have to talk about it really, but No, no, it's good. What, what would you say was like your hardest kind of eye-opening experience from kind of moving around that much? Um, just like being tokenized, really. I mean, 
I appreciate my mom for wanting me to have like a better education than, you know, my family. A lot of my family was in Oakland and, you know, certain school districts where education wasn't as for the foremost of importance. So going to different areas where it was like diverse, but being like one of two black kids and just experiencing what that is like, nobody told me what to expect being of a skin tone. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, I'm just a kid trying to hang out and this girl don't like me because of whatever reason. And, you know, just feeling like I'm supposed to be something, but then everybody's looking at me like I'm dusty or I'm dirty or something, or I'm just like ignorant. And I just didn't, I couldn't understand it. So I always had this chip on my shoulder of like, no, nah, I'm going to be the smartest person here. And then, you know, teachers would try to talk shit to me because it's like I had a little bit of a, the attitude of like, no, nah, I'm an intellectual. I'm a, I'm, I'm not like one of these ignorant people that you think I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I think my mom gave me that. She was always like read books, you know what I mean? Study language and smart woman. She kind of knew what I was going to face, but she didn't tell me verbatim. She would just like get smart because you're going to need it. So that's very smart of her. Good on your mother, man. Good on yeah, your mother. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for her. Cause you're standing right here, man. For sure. You I mean, I, I mean, Language and semantics are the most supreme form of warfare in society today. And I'll thank her for that for sure. Um, but yeah, really it was just like the difficult part was just trying to have legitimate friends where it was like, we were really friends and like, they weren't just trolling me just cause I was just a kid to have around for, you know, to poke fun at or to yeah. judge or to whatever, because they had the super rapport and I was a new kid trying to become friends with them. So it was like, never, I never really felt like people liked me for me. It was always like I had to show something like dope about myself, like be great at basketball, have the newest, this have these clothes, have the Pokemon cards, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, no, I, know. I totally feel you. I, uh, I relate a lot, you know, for, uh, you know, with, uh, you viewing it that way. I think I think that's really hard on people. Mm. It's really and it damages them for life. Yeah. You know, if you don't I mean obviously you have dealt with it the proper way, which I like seriously Thank condone you. you so much for, man. It's really hard to, man. I've uh you know, I've been, you know me, I've kind of I know I told you on Christmas I was trying to get sober, but I've been about like a few weeks sober now and that's Yeah. Hardest thing of my life. What man. was your I mean, do you are you interested in having that conversation? What was your realm of like your what did you dabble in? Well, I kind of like honestly dabbled in a little of everything, you know. Um, uh, marijuana was definitely my main source oh, yeah. of escape, you know. You like- saw you saw me <laughs> you saw me on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean that's the thing. I'm coming from the base, so it's like weed. I mean, like you know, cannabis is one of those things. Is it depends on who you're talking to if it's a good or a bad thing. So it's hard for me to just be like, oh, you know. Yeah, one hundred. I get it. I definitely have had sagas where it was just like Mary Jane was my best friend. Mm-hmm. And, oh, 100%. you know, so yeah, I grew up in Oregon in the woods. So yeah. it's like, if you don't smoke, it's like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? You know what I mean? You're talking like, to trees one way or the other. Pretty much, <laughs> exactly. Really? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But other than marijuana, you know, I'm, I like everybody else. I drank. Um, I've never yeah. been a big fan of drinking though. Yeah. Um, I don't like the taste whatsoever. I've never tasted yeah, alcohol yeah. that I like ever. Yep. Um, but you know, I've also done a few hard drugs um, that I will never do again because honestly, like, not that like you know, there's nothing wrong with it as long as you're safe about it. Yeah, it's just not. It wasn't for me. Um, you know, like a little personal story, and you know, might as well let people know anyways. It's an open book. Yeah. One time, I took like shrooms with my buddy uh, in um, the grocery store. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, and we were, like, staring at the freaking cereal aisle for, like, 10 minutes, man. Yo, you're a thug for, like, <laughs> shrooming in a public place like that, for sure. I mean. And what's crazy, that was my first time ever taking shrooms. Yeah. And so, uh, but ever since and then, there was I no, had, there was no, like, psychosis after, a, like, traumatic experience where somebody just grabbed you, like, what are you doing here? No, you no. Just saw it's the just, devil or nothing? No, like, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, I wouldn't say it was a blissful high. Um, I definitely got really sick after I felt okay. very dizzy. Okay. Um, that's why I've never done it again. Uh, the dizziness it made me feel was just like too much. Like I felt like I wanted to puke after like an hour being high. I felt like I wanted to puke for like eight hours straight. Oh yeah. Well, what, when you went into it, what was your intention? Was it kind of like, yo, I got these things. I got these mushrooms. We're going to take them, go to the store. It's going to be fun. Or was it kind of like, hmm, I'm, I'm, was, I'm on the search for something. And then it came to you. It was kind of, it, it, well, first off, it came to me, uh, I, I used to live, you know where Whitley Avenue is on Hollywood Boulevard? It's kind of right next to Capitol Records. Okay, yeah. That little Ooh, area. Yeah. So my first apartment I ever had here was with uh, four, three other roommates. And yeah. so I shared a bedroom with people. Well, uh, a few doors down was a drug dealer. Uh. And every time we'd see him in like the elevator, he'd always, you know, give us free weed. And, and this one time, uh, I think it was like a... Saturday night, he, I was up with my buddy. I'm not going to drop names, but I was up with my buddy and we were saying the, uh, elevator and we were just like, we're all just talking to each other. Like, Hey man, like, how you been? Like, Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you forever, man. And like, he's like, he's like, you know what? Hold on. He's like, I'm going to come to your door in about like 20 minutes. I was like, okay. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. But, all right, man. And it's a good story. Yeah, man. And he kind of popped up and he's like, I got some shroom chocolates for you guys. And I think it was, it was around it was about almost yeah it was about two years ago um last time i did this and uh he was like yeah you guys you know here's on the house you know if you want more hit me up i could never find that dude's number after anyways but damn that's but, like one of those like from behind the, the ethereal curtain because mm -hmm. i feel like you had you must have had to have been in a place where you was kind of like all right i feel like there's something more because 100%. those those experiences present themselves, and these people are like an Alice in Wonderland type, where they just appear, and it's like, bloop, here you mm -hmm. go, one hundred percent. And then you go on this journey. When you take the, when you ingest it, it's like, all right, you had that one five hour experience, whatever. But it's like a year of just a whole new journey that you're on. Like you know, you ingest it, and it changes your physiology and your DNA, mm -hmm. and then you trip for that year. But it just gives you so many epiphanies and so many like, 100%. you know, new perspectives. So. Yeah, it no. might not have been like as positive in the moment of like you feeling queasy and all that, but I feel like it definitely helped. Oh, it definitely it gave me a new perspective too. Um, at that time, dude, like I honestly was like really against drugs. Yeah, like I didn't really like you know like my roommates, you know that like one of my roommates, not my roommates, but like one just one of them. Yeah, dabbled in drugs. Uh, every now and then with like lean and stuff like that okay yeah see synthetic stuff is like yeah, yeah. different yeah, yeah 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 and so you know like i you know i always just shrug that shit off i was like whatever i don't yeah. care um but with shrooms i don't know something in the back of my head was just like just try it just do it like you live in los angeles yeah you already got a heart condition like what do you got to lose like Word. you know like how much more is life gonna fuck you up you know what i mean like Word, so i was yeah. just like fuck it and we didn't even eat it that night we kept it for like a week or two yeah, so you were intentional about it. It wasn't haphazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were, we kept it for like a week or two in the freezer. Kind of forgot about it, honestly, a little bit. And then one day we were just all bored. I called up my buddy, like my best friend. I was like, "Yo, dude, like, let's, you know, let's go, like, just walk around and shit." And then uh, his buddy at the time had a car, and he he didn't take any shrooms or nothing, but he was just driving around. And I was like, "Yo, I'm hungry as shit." 
And he's like, well, take this chocolate. <laughs> I was like, all right, bet. And so that's when we did it. And, uh, and then we went and stopped at the grocery store because we were obviously still fucking hungry. Yeah. I think we spent like 35 minutes in there and we didn't buy shit. Bro. We just like stared. I, like, I remember that my most vivid two memories from that were staring at the cereal aisle for like 10 solid minutes. Like not even moving, just like staring at the wall. Yeah. Like look, looking at like all the different shapes that the boxes were yeah, like that's dope. getting and shit, like giving yeah. me and like moving, watching stuff move. And like, I was like, Whoa, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you know, I was really intrigued. And the buddy that was sober came and was like, guys, look, let's, let's go. <laughs> like, you know Word. what I mean? Were you, I mean, people are starting to pay attention to y'all. No, I don't, I don't, I actually don't know, but this next part, they definitely did. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he wanted like some chocolate, like a regular chocolate. So we were standing in line with our buddy <clears throat> and me, me and my buddy that took him, we didn't buy anything, but this other buddy did. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, I just remember like, we thought we were quietly saying, yo, we're fucked up on drugs, <laughs> but our friends like, nah, you guys were like <laughs> speaking pretty loud about it. Word. And so that's when heads started turning. And then I just like, remember like, it also like at this time I was very self-conscious of myself. I was very like, I care what people think about me. Ever since that day, like I just haven't gave a fuck. That's what I'm saying. Like dude, psychedelics, yeah. I don't necessarily look at psychedelics as drugs. I see them as kind of like liaisons mm -hmm. to beyond the ego. You know what I mean? Because to be honest, mushrooms, LSD, DMT rough experiences you know what i mean i've had some rough experiences but it was like they found me at a time where i was just in the pits you know yeah. and it was just like i had no idea of i've been like you know life will beat you down whatever and it's just like you don't know where to go and then you kind of those things come to you the magic rabbit hops out the forest it's like here you go and then mm -hmm. if you take it with a sound mind and like a desire to evolve it'll take you on a journey that seems scary but it's like fear and loathing but not as like maniacal. And yeah. then on the other side is like a greater version of yourself that you can achieve as long as you do research mm -hmm. and you have a, you know, you're a good person intrinsically. <clears throat> and it's like, I don't feel like you'll end up fucked over. And yeah, 100%. I think it's kind of like alchemy. You know what I mean? One, oh yeah. 100%. I totally agree. I think, you know, there's, there's levels to drug use for sure. No, nor do any of us. Oh yeah. We don't, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, the quick disclaimer the expressed on this podcast yeah. or not. These are just stories. Yeah. These are not us condoning uh, drug use whatsoever. So that yeah. is a quick disclaimer. Um, sure. They are, you know, deemed to be unsafe. Um, but I would, you, I would say just to interrupt really 100% me, it. but as you mentioned, Gary V Terrence McKenna is a Gary V of the, the realm of the ethereal and the, you know, Terrence McKenna, Alan Watts. I know who Alan like Watts is. You know, they, know, they yeah. definitely have endeavored and they give insight. I did a bunch of research before I ever tried anything with just listening to Terrence McKenna mm -hmm. and figuring out how to navigate properly so I didn't lose myself in the experience. See, because that's what I've always done too. Yeah. I've always, I've always, that week I didn't take those shrooms. Yeah. I was reading about shrooms all week long. Yeah, I was see. watching videos. I don't know if you know, you might know this channel, but uh, the, the substance dude, the dude that takes the like drugs on camera. So you don't uh, have to, you don't know that dude. Uh -uh. Oh yeah. He's like, uh, his name is like psychedelic something. Dude. Yeah. I got to find, but have to he's like out. a, he's a guy. He takes the drugs on the camera on YouTube. So you don't have to, and Word. then you experience it with him. 
And so I watched those and I was like, okay, like I feel safe. Like I feel safe if I just do it once. And it was a buildup, you know, and you know, a lot of people are probably, probably going to get so much shit from my family for this story, but I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? But, uh, like it's just the way exactly it's everyone lives their own experience. You know, I've, I have also found that people that tend to, you know, dabble, I have more fun conversations with yeah everyone's so uptight now yeah it's like you're ripping you're pulling your mind apart it takes the ego away yeah and then it's like you know i just want to learn so that's that's what i did it for is just to learn is like everybody who i'm around is like telling me the same things and they're almost stomping me down from wanting to learn more you know what i mean they're like why would you want to leave this this is what we know this is our tribe so Mm -hmm. it's like you know there's a Spirit, there's a spiritual component to everything that I feel like governs us all. And I just wanted to communicate with that, you know, to kind of like gain a better understanding. Mm-hmm. So I've always like, you know, um, for me, I've always, always obviously have wanted to understand myself, but my perspective, and this could be bad, you know, and hopefully my doctor doesn't hear this, <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I just, I've always viewed myself as a risk taker because I've already been through so much yes, sir. bullshit yeah. with heart surgeries, losing a brother, you know, losing an uncle, like yeah. all this bullshit that it's and like, that was I taking, deserve, I deserve to have fun. Yeah. I deserve it. That I, was probably you listening to everybody else. I mean, not even listening to everybody else, but it was like, all right, me playing it safe got me this. So I might as well just jump off you yeah. know, into the deep end and see what can happen. Yeah. And like, I've never... I have never like, you know, done any hardcore drugs or nothing, you know, I'm smarter than that for sure. Yeah. You know, but I think, I think a lot of people really have a hard time being honest with themselves and very self-aware. Like I view you as a very self-aware person, obviously you're very spiritual. Thank you. Um, I try my best to be because no one understands you like you. No one can Mm. No one can call you out on bullshit like you can. Yeah. Like this weed thing. <laughs> you can yeah. ask any of my friends, any single one of them. I've been saying I'm going to quit weed for three, four years, man. I've been smoking since I was like 14 or 15 ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I've a been rite sa- of passage. Yeah. And I've been saying it for years and years and they're all like, yeah, okay, Joseph. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Joseph. Yeah. Okay. But I wasn't being honest with myself. Yeah. I wasn't saying to myself, this is actually the problem. Like, Word. it's really a problem. Like, I was always being like, hmm. I'm like, this helps me get through my problems. But reality is. There's a culture was, of that. So it's easy to just imbibe in that. Exactly. And be like, yeah, everybody's the whole world doing it. thinks The whole world thinks it solves their problems. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, you're going to think it solves your problem. But reality is, I just sat there in my bed one day. Uh, it was, it was on new year's night. Uh, and, oh, uh, I was like, you know what? Like cliche enough. I'm like my new year's resolution, just quit weed, quit liquor. Yeah. You know, the other day I drank, but that was just cause of my wedding anniversary. Yeah. Special oh, congratulations. Occasion. Oh, thank you, know you so yeah, much. That's, you know, you have like, yeah, you got all passes for that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like yeah. a special occasion, but even like waking up the day after I was just like fucking drained. Yeah. Like, cause I had detoxed my whole body yeah. in these past few weeks. From all that stuff. So, you know, but I, I had to take going back to being self-aware. I just sat there on my bed. I'm like, Joseph, I'm like, what if you just quit? And what if your life is like better than you could have ever imagined? Mm. 
You know what I mean? On the like, other what side if it, of, yeah, yeah. What if yeah. it turns out better than you could ever imagine? Like, and I think I saw that from like a Russ, you know who Russ is, right? Yeah. I saw that from like, uh, like a podcast he did or something. And he was just like, you know, again, what if it turns out better than you could ever imagine? And I just have always had that play in my head for like a year now. Cause yeah. that's when it came out. Russ is one of those Gary V's for sure. Like, oh yeah. He 100%. became like a virtuoso. Like he mastered his, his um, mindset. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, I gotta stop kidding myself, man. I really do. Like, I really gotta stop kidding myself. I'm like, I'm going to be a father in a few years. Like yeah. I'm going to, you know, I got to figure shit out. Yeah. I was like, this weed is getting in the way of my career. Yeah. I was like, I can't write nothing because I'm stoned all the time. I can't, yeah. I can't. It's, bro, it's, it's, this is weird. Like trick that I feel like life, not life, but just because everything I look at now is like a frequency. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like an operating system that you're ingesting that's uh-huh. going to give you ideas and like a barrier. It's like the matrix, you know what I mean? So I started to think about it. It's like, why is weed legal now? Why is it such of a, such a thing where they're pushing the culture now? Because it's like everybody's ingesting the same frequency, the same Hertz range, which puts them in a certain sonic or like ideology to where we all are like perpetuating the same ideas and like clashing with each other. You know what I mean? So it's like the best thing you can do is go to your natural state and which is higher than 420 Hertz, you know, 420, whatever, just like the vibration. So naturally you're going to have natural DMT flowing in your mind. You're going to have better dreams at night and I'm sure you're going to have better ideas. So I, oh, I definitely 100%. did the same thing. That's why when we had that, uh, the party, I was kind of like, I'll roll the blunt. But yeah, I you rolled weed, it, but you didn't but smoke yeah, nothing. Yeah. But I think, honestly, I had this whole year because I had a, a, in, a injury, mm-hmm. and I was smoking spliffs, you know, going to the club, getting stuff, and I was just justifying it like I'm injured. So I was smoking a couple a day, you know what I mean? And I was still creating, but it wasn't as, like, on the money of what I wanted to do. I was kind of just settling for what I got. I might have an anxiety attack here and there because they changed the molecular structure of it or something than what it used to be, so... I think you did there. I'm not going to shit on weed because I love weed. You know, oh, yeah, there's going to be a time when I, I get back love to weed, it. Dude. For this period of time, it's, it's a wise decision to know how to like adjust your algorithm yeah. to excel. Oh, 100%, man. And uh, I think, you know, that's a, I think you honestly, like, I, I think you were kind of one of the final straws of why I should really take a break too, is because you were speaking about all the spirituality on Christmas. And, you know, it's Christmas, man. Yeah. It's, a, it's already a great day. Yeah. So that day, it just made the day even better. You know what I mean? And so I was thinking, I was like, you know, I had thought about it that whole, you know, few, last few days of the year. Yeah. Um, and then when my wife got back from Brazil on the 28th or the 29th or something like that, yeah, I was just talking to her and she just like was so happy. And I was just not. <laughs> I was okay. just not. Like, I was Word. just like, I was happy for her for being home. But like, yeah. I, was, I wasn't excited. Like, I had nothing exciting to tell her. Word. I was like, oh, I sat around and smoked weed all day. Word. Like, what? Like, that's so dumb. Yo, like, props you know, to you for being able to step back in that moment and see the, the uh, polarities and then yeah. identify where you want to go with it. Yeah. And I'm, I mean? I'm really glad that I made that choice because like two days ago, like I, I for, you know, quitting, quitting an addiction, whether it's weed, alcoholism, hard drugs, you know, yeah. you know, any, anything can be an addiction, everything, everything and anything can be addiction. You know, for weed, uh, I don't know if you have this, but I get really bad insomnia when I don't smoke. I can't sleep for weeks. Mm. Like I'll go to bed at 5 a.m. every night and wake up at fucking 9 a.m. Yeah. You know, I get three or four hours of sleep. I feel night. you. Yeah. That's another way to justify it. Like I need this. this is my, exactly. You know, exactly. Yep. 
And I stuck it through and like two days ago, I had the best sleep of my life in fucking like five years, dude. Like I don't even remember the last time I slept that good. Yeah. You had a good ever, dream too? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, it's just been good every night. For sure. You Again. made it through. Yeah. yeah. That, that detox period is the part that most people can't get through. I mean, and I get it because it's, I mean, it's just it's like hard. so much trauma on a day-to-day basis 100%. to be able to have something that you control of like, I'm going to. This is my thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like, damn, traffic, damn, boss this, damn, motherfuckers is hating on me this. Literally all I the get reasons. Home, you know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, this ritual that I have. Because we're all spiritual and we all have rituals. And that's just one of those rituals. But it's like, it's become tainted by the culture that, you know, becomes capitalism in the way of like, we need to make this stronger. We need to make this more smack everybody, put them on their ass. It's not what it used to be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm not hating, you know, it's just uh, one no, of those things no. like knowing what's going on and how to float above it without versus getting dragged down into 100%. it, you know what I mean? So yeah. I yeah. think I think marijuana is a very um resourceful uh medicine. Yeah. Um it Absolutely. I I will never ever bag on marijuana, man. I will yeah. never drag that shit down because I have seen things from my in my life that have benefited my father that have benefited people I love, my friends, yeah. me, myself. For sure. I mean, it kept me sane all through high school, man. I would have definitely done something bad yeah. if I didn't have that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, just because of how hard those times were. And, you know, I think I just got, you know, like you with your tolerance break, when you were doing your big tolerance break, um, you were kind of saying that, like, I just felt like I just needed to. Yeah. And it's just like, it's. I think you reach a point in your life. That inner voice that's just like, Come on, bro. It's like, come you know on, bro. I mean? Like, and I'm trying to do something that I want to do, but I'm just so stoned that it's like, I just sit down and I'm just like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> just watch TV. Exactly. And that voice is like, damn, this is this is it. You know, I've I've had that conversation many times throughout since I first started smoking, probably around the same time, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And it was a social thing. And then it became like a personal thing. Then it became a ritual to create. But then it was like I was watching... Um, somebody that was saying like then it becomes like attached to the task to where it's like you can't make music without smoking first and then that affects the creativity because it's like oh now it's only based on if i could smoke some weed that can i make a song yeah and then it was like damn i i it wasn't always like that and it's just like then i started to i can't smoke indoors so now i gotta go outside and sit and then somebody's coming up to me and it's just like i'm putting myself in harm's way just to smoke the weed when I just want to make the song. So mm-hmm. I need to get back to being able to do what I love to do and keep those things separate versus making it all like, well, the weed is giving me the song. It's like, no, nah, I'm making the song. Mm-hmm. And the weed was just kind of like a part of the social aspect of me being in the studio with the homies. But yeah, you know, it I, blurs together and we got to figure out how to like separate it back and compartmentalize properly mm-hmm. to get the fullest, most fluid form of ourselves in our expression, I feel like. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, set aside from, like, Wiz Khalifa. You oh, know, yeah, all, I mean. All these, no, all these big pies. If I'm getting paid for it, I'm rapping right? about weed all day. Right, right. But I was going to say, uh, I, I just recently read something that Meek Mill said. And he said that marijuana makes him depressed. And he doesn't like when people are in the studio with him, unless they're really, really good friends, Yeah, smoke weed. Yeah. Because it dulls the creativity and people don't realize it. Mm. And he finds himself frustrated all the time. Yeah. Because these people think they're so creative. Yeah. But it's like it's like you're you're blocking your channels in your brain. You're blocking sure. your full potential. 
because you're 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 relying on a substance. Not that it's bad. Yeah. You know, you whatever you just know you, what you're gonna get from it. And it's yeah. like if you're if you're trying to be like Andre three thousand even said it, like no weed or alcohol so I could get the signal clear as day. And it's like he's one of the most profound writers. He's one of those people that's like, I'm not, you know, he's telling you in his songs, like, I'm not in, ingesting this shit. But I love there's Andre people that do it and do it well, but they rap about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like if you're on a quest for something and you might need to like be super in your faculties, you can't I can't be stoned if I'm about to fight this dragon because my organism is not built for that. You know what I mean? 100%. It's like, I might be a mind more so than a muscle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I, I the totally metaphor of it, yeah. like there, there's different, every person has a strength. So it's like, if that's not my strength and I get super like introverted and like uh, overthinking because I'm two Virgos or whatever, you know what I mean? It's going to put me in a place to where now I'm questioning every bar that I write and I just didn't write. I just stopped. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I totally, I totally, so, I totally get it, man. I think, uh, I think I have, <clears throat> speaking to that uh, too is like I think since I've gotten sober I have felt more creative too yeah you know what I mean like I actually that's your drug yeah exactly like I have, I have actually now I find the time to write yeah now I find the time to watch my favorite TV show and actually pay attention for sure you know when I'm stoned like <laughs> yeah. you think you're paying attention but it's like you'll forget like what happened two episodes ago. Yeah. You know what I mean like yep. at least for me like but my brain's always been fucked up so you know what I mean like it could ju- it's just you have a different style of brain. You know yeah, I mean? exactly, That's- exactly. It's it's always you know everyone's brain is different. Everyone has, uh, shoots off different signals in their brains. You know different things work out, and you know um, like again like marijuana is not bad, man. It's so yeah. It's it's helped me more than I could ever uh, like imagine. Like it yeah. countless times, you know. But going back to what you were saying, like. You turned it into a social thing. Then it was a recreational thing. Like it was a, you know, for a personal reason. And then you took the step back as well. And started realizing it's like, it's kind of the opposite for me as I started out with it for being a personal reason. Yeah. And for me, mine turned into a social. Yeah. And that's when I, and the social has been the last few years. I mean, social is good. It is good. Social is always good. You always, it's like the smoking section is where a lot of business deals get 100%. made. This is where a lot 100%. of like connections come from. So. I've met some of my greatest friends smoking weed with them you know yeah. what i mean like i've yeah. met it's you, a, know, you know I've, I've made really good memories with friends that didn't particularly like weed but i introduced them to it i know bad me no i mean <laughs> hey yo but you know what i mean that's like, another writer passage i got right, right? the homie that i started making music with i gave him his first blunt and he kind of took it around with it and yeah it was like his production changed from it i'm not over here taking credit for it but i know what you mean as far 100%. as like it's not something malicious that you're doing. It's like, yo, this has helped me and this will mm-hmm. help you as well. Yeah. And I only ever has suggested to somebody that truly needed it. You know what I yeah. mean? I had never been like, oh yeah, you should just smoke this. Cause I said so. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know the person's background. I know what they've been through. I know, I know they still struggle. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, maybe you should try this instead of your antidepressants yeah. and Ooh, stuff like this. Yeah. No beta blockers. And, and you know what I've like, I've never been on antidepressants. I refuse. Yeah, because I know they don't fucking work. For sure. People I, be having like psychotic episodes. Exactly. I know they don't work. And I know that they, sometimes they just make it worse. Yeah. You know, honestly. And the same thing. That's why I had to take a step back with weed too, is because it was just making everything worse. Yeah. I was getting more mad. I was having less patience. Yeah. Self awareness, that's the thing. Knowing when it's like, 
when enough too is much enough. of a good thing is too much. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. like, it was one hundred percent game in the way of my career. Like I, like I'm not gonna lie. Like none of my friends here will admit this, but those motherfuckers don't call me for fucking film jobs no more. Where they don't, they don't like hit me up to go work with them anymore. And it's because they probably deem me as unreliable because I sat around so long and smoked so much weed, did nothing all day, Damn. proved nothing to myself. Word. And so they don't view me as a reliable source. And that's fine. I'm not mad at them for that. That's my fault. Yo, that's some real shit right there. Like, if I if I could reflect on my past and moments where people was kind of like, I'm in the studio and I'm rolling up and smoking and it's like I start something and I don't finish it, that's happened a lot. Mm-hmm. It happened a lot in a pocket of time that was very important for me to show up and perform. Exactly. So that's real. There's been times, like, I know that, like, um, I have uh, one friend. He took me aside one time and he's just like, are you high right now, bro? And he was really, he was genuinely mad, and mm. I I totally respect that he was mad because it yeah. was his deal, it was his film. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, please don't show it to my set high, bro. Wow. He's like, we can smoke after. Yeah. But don't show it to my set high. Do your job. <sighs> and of course, my dumbass was like an important supporting character, so I looked stoned on screen. Wow. You know what I mean? And but I was so deep into wanting to smoke weed. Yeah. And I loved it so much that I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't even think about how I looked on camera. I didn't care. Word. I just want. I just want to feel. Bro, happy. This is a real ass topic right here for right? sure. For, yeah, a lot of real. people won't. Will never like. They'll just cut that whole thing off just so they can stay in that realm of like, uh, comfort, the comfort mm-hmm. zone. So, that's yeah. major right there. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And like, I, you know, and I, I truly do think I ruined that connection because of that reason. Like, they have not hit me back up since then. You know what I mean? And I don't blame them. Have you reached out? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I, I talked to him as a friend. Yeah. But I, they haven't reached out to me for work. You still know. got time, you know. What I mean? Yeah, those, still got time. I have ways to redeem myself. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm in my final year of school. Like every real, plenty every of time. real person has gone through something like that. Exactly. And it's about how you bounce back from it. You know, what I mean? exactly. Like it gives you more like gravity. One hundred percent. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a. Uh, I think you, you, you can relate to this. I'm a man of silence. I work in silence. Yeah. I don't like telling people what I'm up to. Yeah. You know, like uh, I was in. Uh, I did my thesis class. I just started it. It's the first time I ever let someone read one of my scripts. Where? Ever. As you, my wife hasn't even read my scripts. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because I'm so silent. It's I think it's more of an insecurity thing, but I've always been a silent worker. And so I think I think it's a I think it's a great war not war tactic, but you know, I this is this is something I was contemplating on, like what the discussion of like there is a certain aspect of war in this society that we exist in, regardless if we want to say it or not, now no matter how noble a person is. This shit is war when you're trying to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. So not showing all of your cards to a potential opponent is an important thing. And the evil eye is a major thing. So it's like if you're building a sandcastle and there's people across the on the other side of the beast that's like, fuck his sandcastle. If you show them what your schematics are, they could sabotage your shit. Psychically even, spiritually. 100%. Like they could focus and be like, oh, he's building a sandcastle. I hope he fucks up. I hope it fucks up. All of a sudden a big ass wave comes and it's like, it was just a cool ass chill day. All of a sudden the whole environment changed because you got a bunch of people, their mentality is they want to stop you. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, you're smart to work in your own realm and then show them when it's done and they can't fuck it up. Cause it's like, yeah. I already did it. You know yeah. what I mean? Now just enjoy it. I'll tell you how I did it when it's done, but you don't need to know. 100%, 100%. And I, you know, I, I, I wasn't always like that. I used to let everyone know my ideas and I've had people steal my ideas. Turn exactly. Into short films. Yeah. You know, 
And I've kind of grown to realize that LA is really just like the devil's playground, man. Like you can't trust nobody. You really can't. Like even like your closest friends, like you can trust them. You can tr- you can trust them. <laughs> but like you really like LA has shown me like you can know someone so well, yeah, and not know them at all. Yeah, people. I mean, when you get in a tight situation or you want the glory, people will. You know, like homies will fuck you over. You know what I mean? And it's like you just gotta. Knowing war, the battle tactics is like the most successful people have the least amount of people around them for the most part when they're cooking, you know, and it's just like they have people to facilitate when they're done cooking or they have a group of people that they cook with and they're all equally invested in stakes wise. But yeah, I mean, trust me, I'm sure we've we can share experiences where people have taken ideas or you trust people when you show up and you're just genuine, but that's a lot of mental, it causes a lot of psychosis Mm -hmm. and mental health issues there because you just feel like bombarded with just hands that's just like, give me, give me, give me. Yeah, it makes you question yourself too. Like for me, like I was like, I was like, for me for a long time, I was like, why am I even a nice guy? Like everyone's a (laughs) fucking, everyone here's a fucking asshole. Everyone, like, I'm like, you can be as nice as you want to somebody and they're going to still spit in your face, figuratively, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they're still going to fucking screw you over. You know, I had, like, a, a really good friend. I don't talk to him whatsoever anymore. And he's doing his own thing. And I'm so happy for him. Yeah. But he's not happy for me. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like, I think that speaks volumes. Um, yeah. Who you should surround yourself with, too. And always pay attention to who you surround yourself with, you know, Absolutely. because... Life, it, life's a roller coaster, like you said. Like the most successful people in the world have the most least amount of people around them. Yeah, and it's because they learn the lessons that we've learned. Is like you can't trust people. Yes, yeah, like, fucked up people in people in groups. Like you, yeah. Uh, I trust me. The 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 journey has been to maintain joy and happiness in this environment where it's like backbiting and cutthroat. You know what I mean? Learning how, and I think that's where narrative control, what I wanted to talk about comes in is like learning how to control your own narrative to where people can't throw you off because they want to take your, you know, treasures or gems or whatever. Because people will send you on a dummy mission to just usurp you of all of your energy, you Uh know, and like torture you in subtle ways and shit. And I think it's something that's deeper than actually an individual can like articulate. It's like, I think that there's higher spirits that play with people. You know what I mean? Like 100%. if we're not self-aware, we can be commandeered by entities and in, in like algorithms or whatever that can make us negative towards somebody that's trying to do something great. You know, so it's always important to be self-aware to where if I know somebody's insecure about something or if I know somebody's like working on something, my word choice is very important with how I communicate with them. I'm going to uplift them. I'm not going to say the trigger words because I already can anticipate and like kind of like mm-hmm. ascertain what their thing is. So it's like, if I care, I'm going to choose my words wisely. And a lot of people in these party scenes and these social scenes get drunk or fucked up and they start throwing demons at each other. And they think that that's just what it is because the culture pushes, I'm on demon time. I'm on this and this. And it's like, fuck it. Fuck, fuck bitches get money, blah, blah, blah. All of this stuff is toxic in the way that it, creates our culture and a lot of these subcultures are like dark as fuck on the underside, but they Mm -hmm. have this persona of, Oh, we're doing this for healing of people and all this, like, um, you know, like the queer scene, even like, it's just dangerous. You know what I mean? Like certain parts of it is just like toxic to itself. And it's like eating itself. 
Just because, you know, I've been to a lot of a lot of underground parties in the artistic scene. People have this great way of masking their demon or their darkness, portraying it as like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm only oh, good vibes only. But realistically, they're like dark people, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. and they're like cold blooded and they cut their cutthroat. So just figuring out how to like control your narrative and like make sure that you almost looking at yourself like a superhero in your own movie to where you don't negatively affect other people and you don't let other people's like rhetoric get on your shoulders to where now you're hearing whispers of stuff that's making you insecure Mm -hmm. because they don't want to see you succeed. I think, I think creating and controlling your narrative. um, If people don't really know what that means, it's like, it's just create your life. Yeah. It's just do you like, just do you like at the end of the day, you know, even me, like, you know, I love my wife. I love her to death. She loves me to death. But at the end of the day, when it all comes down to everything, it's like we both realize that it's, you know, us separately, it's us against the world. Yeah. You know, like I'm against my own world. She's against her own world. Yeah. But we, you know, find a way to fuse it together. Yeah. But That's at the dope. end of the day, it's like I only got my back at the end of the day because, you know, and people and I re- other relationships get cheated on and this and that. And that's just to prove my point. Like at the end of the day, you only have yourself. Yeah. I'm thankful that I found a stone cold stunner and a humble ass woman. Yeah. That's not even anywhere remotely near from here. Yeah. You know, no, like on the other side of the world is where she lived, you know? Yeah. And I think like controlling your narrative is be patient too. For sure. You know, I remember with, you know, the story of my wife is like when I was like 18, 19, and I was like having trouble with women. And I was just like, I was like, I just don't understand. I don't understand like why women treat me like this. You know, I was weird, annoying, blah, 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 whatever. And like, I was like, I think I'm a great fucking dude. Like, I think I'm very humble and I'm great and I'm good to go. Yeah. And I was like, well, no one seems to give a fuck, you know, but that while I was thinking all those things, my wife was on the other side of the world, living her own life, doing her own thing. Hasn't even been to the U S yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like what life works out if you works out like in mysterious ways, but I got, through that way, I got to that point because I told myself, like, okay, like, I really want to control my life, so I want to cut girls off. Mm. I want to cut women off for this time. Like, obviously, still, you know, go sleep with them, and, you know, Twitter shit or Tinder or, shit and all or, that. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But, like, dating-wise, I was, like, I told myself around, like, 19 or something, I was, like, you know, I'm not going to be back in a relationship with someone unless it flows. You got to that realization early. Yeah. That's, I was, like, yeah. I was, but I had also dealt with some pretty like outrageous women, not gonna lie, you know what I mean? Like I like at, at before I had turned nineteen years old, I already was in a lawsuit with like one of my ex girlfriends, you know Ooh, what I mean? Like okay. it was already yeah. like some intense shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And so like I had learned like after that experience, I was like, I'm never letting another woman in my life unless it flows together. Yeah. She's genuine, she's humble. Yeah. She doesn't, she accepts every little bit of part of me with no questions asked. And that's so exactly. you had already been able to articulate it mm-hmm. to where then you know what you're seeing when, when you're seeing it mm-hmm. or yeah, for sure. And it's so funny how life works like that because my wife is not only better in personality wise, but she's way more gorgeous than any woman I had ever had my eyes on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I thought I could get. So like, so on, what do you, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in the magic, like what you're, so you, because it's like, I definitely had experiences and ups and downs, but it feels fleeting. And I mean, I don't know if it's because I've spent so much time out here, mm-hmm. 
but maybe it's just the realm. It feels fleeting. You know what I mean? Like when yeah, you, totally when, you when you have somebody and you want to like give yourself to them, it's almost like when they feel like they got you, that's when they're like, ah, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's just being in the art scene or being in California or what, but you know, I'm, I'm definitely maybe where you're at, right. Where you were at at 19. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's okay. Like, I see. I've had, you know, good experiences, mm -hmm. but it's just like, I'm not about to just castrate myself in order to like acquiesce to this arc, this circumstance that's been created beyond my means. You know, it's like, I need to be able to control it. Like you're saying, because I know I'm a good person and I don't mm -hmm. want to get like mistreated or have to like jump through hoops in order to prove something where it's like, it should just flow. 100%. Because it's like, if we are kind of like vibrationally aligned, there should be no latent energy or no, like this person in your ear makes you behave this way. And now we have difficulties. It's like, nah, I'm not. yeah, you know, and now I'm tripping. I'm like trying to create and do stuff, but I'm thinking about her and it's just like, damn. So I feel what you're saying as far as like, yeah, man, it's all, it's just, it's all about controlling your narrative and you know, know what you want. Yeah. Know what you want. Yeah, man. It's just, it's all about controlling your narrative. You got to figure out what you want um, at a young age, you know, and be, and be like, not crazy, but like be no, take no shorts with that. It's like, this is what you want. Cause I'm sure that's what you did. It's like, this is what I want. This is my narrative. These are the words. These are the experiences. These are the colors. These are the sounds that I'm going to accept and not accept. And I'm not going to budge on that. And I feel like when you hold that, past the detox period of like whatever normal life you were accepting then you get to like four weeks from now or four months from now however like focused you can be mm -hmm. then you evolve to that realm probably how i'm 100%. sure you experienced it yeah 100 man you kind of just i think you get to a point in certain situations where you just get tired of everything yeah and for me unfortunately i've kind of been told my whole life oh you're gonna die at this age you're gonna die at this age you're gonna die at this age and it just still hasn't came yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm kind of always in a, in a hustle way of like, I need to get shit done as fast as I fucking can. Yeah. But I also need to be smart about it. Yeah. And so I need to stop you wasting knew, my you time. You to trim the fat early to where it's like, yeah. I can't waste my time with all this extra stuff. Yeah. And it's not giving me what I need. Yeah. Like I like, like for sleeping it, like for like instance, like when I was single and I would sleep around, I probably like in the two years, I probably slept with like two or three women. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's just like, wasn't often, but I, it was hard because, you know, horny men are so horny at that age. <laughs> men are so horny you, at that age. I mean, Nikolai Tesla, a lot of like the genius philosophers were celibate because it was like they controlled their seed and it was able to rise up into their crown chakra. And that's how they were able to get those brilliant ideas because they weren't so drained all the time. Exactly. Exactly, dude. I completely agree. Um, and yeah, man, it's just I think once you realize those things of what you want, you finally, you slowly start to figure out how to get it. Yeah. And you slowly start to stop caring about it too, which where the patience comes in. You start being Absolutely. more patient about it. Yeah. Once I started realizing like none of these women have their best interest in me, like whatsoever, they're just using me to get to a certain spot. I was way easier to right. be celibate. It was way easier. So way you, easier. you were just done. Did you, did you still like. You were swiping and all that. Oh, of course. Sometimes of course. I feel like that is like, of the course. Like, no, I mean, I don't even no, look. like I, of course I'm I, ignoring everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. I definitely, I like, I definitely spent a lot of time on like Tinder and stuff, but yeah. I, I never did anything about it because I could, 
unfortunately, I would prejudge him. Yeah. But I could tell. I could no, tell. I you. Yeah. Like, I know myself. I'm yeah. like, I don't think I'm going to click with this woman, even though we Self-awareness versus exactly. like, oh, she, I like how she looks. I'm going to just go. Yeah. And then you end up in a whole, right. like... A whole nother realm is like somebody else's movie. Now mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a supporting role in the movie versus the main character in your own. Exactly. Movie. Exactly. Yeah. So, but with that being said, man, we are running low on time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I Beautiful. can't, this, uh, this conversation was fantastic, man. Like, uh, For sure. I can't even tell you enough how much I appreciate you making time. Had a busy day to come out here, man. And, uh, you know, just talk with me, you know, I got to know you even better. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's gonna real. be a, it's gonna be a lifelong friendship, I think. So yeah, at yeah. a certain point, it was like I forgot we was necessarily podcasting. Yeah, we just chopping it up with Mike. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what that that's what happens to me, man. I forget sometimes that I'm so like, like I'm I forget sometimes I'm on a fucking podcast, man, yeah. and I get so lost. And like, you know, sometimes I try to keep like a certain amount of time, but I've learned also that like, who the fuck cares how long it takes? You For know sure. what I mean? So I stopped doing that recently, but. You know, it. I. That's why I love doing this, man. Um, I. I would love to turn this into like an actual career, like just sitting there talking to getting to know people. Yeah, I mean, it, it is like as we go into the metaverse more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, what what I wanted to say is like, just, I'm gonna get back to that, but like the being uh controlling your narrative and being like patient and being intentional is it, interesting how it coincides with the NFT wallet, and being sp- very specific about what you allow mm-hmm. in your your space and what it will bring to you the community that's built around mm-hmm. that so that's dope it's but, uh dope. yeah as we get more into the meta spaces like these conversations are gonna be had this way or this is how people are gonna learn and i'm starting to see is like every community com- comedy music and all that are going to podcasting because you get to be able to have the conversation that takes place in between the act you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh yeah 100 percent, man i uh you know i wish i actually would have started this sooner started this sooner because i've just fallen in love with this man you know yeah. i view this as like a human library bro for sure you know what i mean i get to sit down and learn about people's life stories and yeah. maybe not go in depth but i get to you know grab a little bit of a piece from them yeah. every now and then through for the conversation sure. you know and i learned a lot from you and uh Every time I've had a, oh, thank you. Um, every time I've had a conversation, I've always had a newfound respect for the person. Word. So I, I I respect you a lot, man. I respect, you know, your journey. I know it hasn't been easy for you. So I, I'm glad that we're both here. We're both talking. I'm glad that you know, we're sitting beautiful, sunny Los Angeles. You yeah. Know? Yep. Although it's the devil's playground, it's also heavenly above at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Certain warriors that are brought here on for specific reasons to kind of like do this work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like you kind of got to throw them in the fire and then they come back with a story to tell. And from that story, you know, we evolve. So I appreciate every minute of it, regardless if I'm just like, you know how it feels. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, everybody, uh, again, this is Corey the Ninth. You can find him on Instagram and other social media platforms. Um, Google me, baby. Google me, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah guys. Uh, thank you again so much for tuning in this week. Um, uh, I cannot wait to hear back from you guys uh, next week. Thank you so much. Kobe.